0: Welcome to this week's uh, Photographic Life. Um, still and sunny here in the UK, although the mornings are definitely getting a little bit um, chilly, and it's a little bit chilly here in the shed as well. I think it's time to invest in a slightly warmer, larger heater. But anyway, this week is a week where if you're involved in any way with education, you'll be aware that it's Freshers' Week. Um, that week when students uh, get inducted and start on new courses. And being a teacher, being a lecturer, I've been no different. I've been meeting the young photographers who are coming to start on the the new photography course that I'm uh, actually head of and setting up at Oxford Brookes University here in the UK. One of the interesting things when you meet young photographers is they're kind of varying, um, I suppose, connection, engagement uh, with the medium of photography. And I think perhaps for a lot of uh, more mature, shall we say, um, photographers and people involved with photography, it's sometimes a little bit shocking just how little engagement there is. However, one of the things I think we can be sure of, um, and certainly was the case for me this week, was that every single member of my new cohort has an Instagram. And that Instagram um, account is, is something which they perceive as being very intrinsic to what photography is and, and their kind of, I suppose, relationship with photography. I wrote an article about this, which is on the UMP called, um, I think it's called uh, Instagram's The New Gateway to Photography. And I think for a lot of these um, young photographers, it is. And one of the things I've noticed over the last few years is how many brands are contacting and connecting with people who are posting images on Instagram with the idea that... um, they're going to use them for some kind of commercial um, reason. Well, obviously, for a young photographer, there's nothing more exciting than being connected by a beauty brand or a fashion brand or what have you um, and being asked for the, the images to be used. And I think one of the the most important things that anybody involved in teaching anything, I suppose, but particularly, you know, I'll deal with photography at this point. It's, it's what I deal with. Um, is to make sure that you're giving the facts, that you're giving the information that is correct. To me, that feels morally right. Uh, but anyway, so to a young photographer, and, I, and I've had young photographers come to me and say, well, what do I do? And some who said, oh, it's okay, it's great. I gave away my pictures to this brand, and they're so excited. And of course, you don't want to burst their bubble, but at the same time, you've got to bring them down to earth and get them to recognize the value of their work but also how that particular brand is uh, sort of acting in a way which is um inappropriate shall we say so this week i um i saw a post by uh, a professional photographer and um, i wanted to read to you exactly um, what the post said and also what the brand who had contacted the photographer had said and and what their expectation was because I think it's really important. So here we go. So the photographer wrote, uh, one of my Instagram posts got the attention of Land Rover and they very politely asked if they could repost it, referring me to a link with their terms and conditions. These are their conditions. Are they being excessive? We love your post and know others will benefit from seeing it on our website, social media channels, customer emails, digital ads and third party sites. As you consider allowing us to publish your post, we want to make sure you know exactly how we intend to use it. So by replying to our post stroke tweet with hashtag approve you, number one, Represent and warrant that you own the content and there are no other entities with ownership claims over it. Number two, grant Jaguar Land Rover North America a non-exclusive and non-revocable commercial right to reproduce the content in any form, including but not limited to video, internet posting, reproduction, display, email, publication and distribution either through our own services or services provided by third parties throughout the world in any medium, now known or later developed and without restriction or limitation. Number three, agree that your content may be used by Jaguar, Land Rover, North America to create derivative works either alone or in conjunction with sketches, cartoons, captions, films, artwork, textural matter or other photographs. While Jaguar Land Rover North America will make commercially reasonable efforts to give you credit for your content and provide a link back to your account, you agree that such credit is not mandatory, and your permission for us to use your content is not contingent upon such credit being given. You waive any right to inspect and or approve the finished work, incorporating the content of all the advertising copy that may be used in connection therewith, or the use of which said finished work may be applied. Further, you waive any claims to royalties with regards to your content or your finished work. Last, you agree that if any provision or any portion of any provision contained herein is determined to be invalid under any statute or rule of law, then it shall, to the extent alone, be deemed omitted, and the remainder of this permission to use content agreement shall remain in full force and effect. This permission to use content agreement shall be governed by the laws of the State of New York." If you don't agree to these terms, we completely understand, and no further action is required. We are thrilled to see Jaguar Land Rover North America as part of your page and look forward to seeing any new content you post as well. Wow. I I, I don't know really what to say. You I, you may well wish to um, re-listen to that, not necessarily to me, but to the, the expectation of a Jaguar Land Rover. And I read that out because that's what was posted, and, and it's I'm not particularly I'm not picking on Jaguar Land Rover. I know that there are many other companies out there doing exactly the same thing and sending out exactly the kind, same kind of requests. We need to to say no, and I think, you know, bringing it back to that idea of the young photographer, it's really important that the young photographer does not see this kind of expectation as being the norm, as being acceptable, or being something that they should be so excited about that a big brand like Land Rover wants to use their pictures. It's all part of the education, really, isn't it? I think what really, I suppose, scares me or makes me think, wow, how did that come about, is who on earth thought that they were going to be able to get away with that? Who on earth wrote that and thought, yeah, do you know what? That's a reasonable way to deal with somebody. Following on with the theme of young photographers, um, over the last few years, I've seen a number of projects um, being created very much focused on the self, very much about that idea of documentation. Um, I suppose in a way of that internal kind of struggle that a lot of people have and particularly a lot of uh, young photographers have with that idea of body and place and sometimes also around well-being one of the photographers who a lot of pho- photo- young one of the photographers that a lot of young photographers um cite as as a as an influence uh, on this work is Eleanor Carucci and therefore, I thought it would be great to uh, reach out to her and hear what she think, um photography means to her. Apologies for me slipping up over words a little bit this week. It really is cold in the shed. Anyway, Eleanor was born uh, in 1971 in Jerusalem, Israel, and graduated in 1995 from the Bezalel Academy of Arts and Design in Jerusalem with a degree in photography. The same year that she moved to New York. Her work has been included in an impressive amount of solo and group exhibitions worldwide, including solo shows at the Edwin Hooke Gallery in New York, the 51 Fine Art Gallery in Antwerp, and the James Hyman and Gagosian Gallery in London, amongst many others. Her work has also been included within group shows at the Museum of Modern Art in New York and the Photographers' Gallery in London. Her photographs are included in the collections of the Museum of Modern Art New York, the Brooklyn Museum of Art, Houston Museum of Fine Art, amongst others, and her work has appeared in the New York Times, The New Yorker, Details, New York Magazine, W, Aperture, and Art News. She was awarded the International Centre of Photography New York uh, Infinity Award for a young photographer in 2001 and the Guggenheim Fellowship in 2002 has published three monographs to date, Closer in 2002, Diary of a Dancer in 2005, and Mother in 2013. Her latest book, titled Midlife, chronicles one woman's passage through ageing, family, illness and intimacy, and will be published by Monticelli Press in October this year. Eleanor has held teaching positions at Princeton University, Harvard University, and ICP New York, and currently teaches on the graduate program of photography at the School of Visual Arts, New York. She's represented by the Edwin Hoke Gallery in New York also. There's a a New York theme running through that introduction. It's time to hear from Eleanor.
1: What photography means to me. Photography means to me, love. Connection, understanding. Photography, since I discovered it when I was 15, was my way to connect to the world around me, to see more in the world around me, to understand and feel more, to love more, to be together. Photography to me comes from love comes from pain, comes from compassion. Photography is also a way to tell stories, to tell them to other people, to have other people open up to me and tell me their stories. So, it's a way, I guess, to trade stories. Um, For me, it's a way to show my flaws, tell other people, how much there is there in our lives how much love and connection how much pain but how we're all very specifically different but in a way very much alike so photography is a way to connect to the people i'm most close to and i love most but it's also a way to connect to strangers photography for me is a way to feel the world, to connect to the world, to understand the world around me and to see more in it. I love photography. And if I forget, if I forget to see, if I forget to understand, if I forget to feel, I know I have to pick up the camera and it will be photography that will make me do all those things again.
0: Well, thank you, Eleanor, there, for such a passionate and emotional response to the question. Uh, Every week that I set that question, what does photography mean to me? um, I I give a a kind of a maximum length of time of five minutes. And sometimes people send me um, responses, which are a lot shorter than that. Um, It doesn't have to be five minutes. But I think, Eleanor, there really, in in a very short space of time, um, encapsulated I suppose, um, what I was saying at the beginning really and, and what I was talking about with so many of these projects which are um, defining and documenting that very emotional response to what it's like to be alive now, that idea of being human now. Um, I think also what's really interesting, there are two kind of key themes I think for me this week that, that came out. One was once again storytelling, but we'll skip over that for now because... I'm sure by now you've got the hang of that. But that use of the word love, and it instantly reminded me of two previous contributors who had also focused on the use of that word love. One of whom was Jim Mortram, who gave an incredibly passionate and emotional response to the question in our Christmas podcast. I really recommend that you go back and listen to that one. Um, And also Elliot Landy, who gave the contribution on our birthday issue and he also dealt with that idea of love and I think in a way maybe love is kind of an old-fashioned word to use in uh, relation to photography sometimes it you know it may be perceived as being a little bit kind of wishy-washy or gen or sort of general a generalization perhaps of something. But of course, it's, it's intrinsic to um, that idea of connection, of that idea of connection with the subject. Um, and also, if that subject of yourself is that idea of, of I suppose, expressing where you are, um, as Eleanor says there, with the people she knows, as well as the people she's never met. So it actually goes a lot deeper, perhaps, than that. just that idea of using the word love. Anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense. As always, with all of these contributions, I listen to them again and again to try and sort of pick out what the person is saying. Sometimes it's really obvious, um, and sometimes it seems obvious, and it isn't so obvious. So really, um, I think, I enjoy the analysis. I hope you do too of what people um, have to say, and also kind of identify how that, sort of description, I suppose, that explanation of what somebody is saying about their work and how it then fits with the work, especially as a number of people have been saying to me recently that this podcast is starting to become somewhere where they're discovering photographers whose work they weren't aware of. And obviously, we're jumping around a lot here um, from one particular area of the medium to another particular area of the, of the medium within a week. And that I enjoy because I think that's part of the challenge. Going back to that idea of photographic education, um, we never really stop learning, do we? I hope not. I don't ever want to stop learning. Even though I'm I'm no longer learning, I'm in that kind of formal situation of being a student. Surely we're always students. We're always trying to learn different stuff and find out about different stuff. Um, Last week, I spoke about uh, the passing of three great photographers, uh, Robert Frank, Peter Lindbergh and Fred Herzog. More sad news, really, this week, I'm afraid. Um, John Cohen, um, a great photographer based in New York, um, a musician, a banjo player, um, early Bob Dylan pictures by John Cohen, a great documentation or photographic documentation of that kind of roots music and Appalachian music of America. Um, some beautiful work and it was really sad because um, I was hoping to speak to to John. I knew his his health was, was bad um, and I was hoping to speak to him to get a contribution to the podcast for a future episode. And sadly, just before we could do that, um, I received news that um, he had died at the weekend so our, our thoughts as always are uh, with with his family and and the people around him and um, because you know a photographic life sadly has to come to an end and i know that sounds like a horrible segue to finish the episode but man it's probably true anyway after all of that after all that information this week i think it's time to take care